Hello and welcome to this edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast for December 30th, 2019. Can't believe it's almost 2020. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And um, where to start? Um, the Penguins had the home-and-home series, of course, against the National Predators this weekend. Um, they sweep the home-and-home. Home. They crush Nashville in Nashville 5-2 to two before surviving, um, I guess is the key word in Pittsburgh, 6-4 to four over the Predators after um, going up 4-1 to one in that game. And then um, the Predators ended up coming back, storming back and tying it at 4-4. Four, four, and then the Penguins scoring with about a minute left on the power play. Oh, and of course, Jake Ensel. But um, the Penguins now, folks... Um, this team is just, uh, I, this is a scary uh, hockey team right now. They're now 23 and 11 and four, um, second place in the Metropolitan Division. Um, it, you can't really ask for too much more. I think right now they're 12 and five and four um, without Sidney Crosby, which is um, absolutely unbelievable, I think is a good word to use. I, I can't believe that they're playing. This good without the best player in the world. Um, his comeback is coming very soon. He's not going to be playing tonight against the Ottawa Senators, and we'll get to that a uh, little preview of that game coming up soon. Um, but I, I, w- I would suspect maybe at the end of the week against the Sharks, he could come back, or potentially next week um, and when the Penguins. I think they have a road trip coming up. But um, yeah, this is um, the, the way the Penguins was start with the first game on the five-two win um, against Nashville. The Penguins. Uh, they were able to chase Rene pretty quick that game, and usually Rene plays a pretty good against the Penguins at home. But um, I, I've said it this year a lot that the Predators have been just sneaky bad this year. You know, you know, we all know they had that good year last year. Um, they made the playoffs, so they like bounced in the first round by Dallas. They went and went major changes. They traded PK Subban away. They signed Matt Duchesne, who's been pretty good for them, but still. They've been sneaky bad. I think I saw a tweet during the game. Um, it was from uh, 404 Response Code, uh, CK, one of my um, favorite follows uh, on Penn's Twitter. If you guys are not following him, he spits out a lot of good information about the Penguins. Um, you know, some like uh, underlying numbers, uh, tweets, just uh, just thoughts about the team in general. But, you know, basically what he said was like, yeah, it seems like the Predators are still going all in on playing their top four about 30, 25 minutes a game. And then their, their bottom pairing only like six minutes because – they basically did that in the 2017 series when they had that awesome top four, um, and they basically and they literally played. I think their bottom pairing was like it was like what Yannick Weber, and um, I'm trying to think of the other guy's name that was on their bottom uh, pairing. I think it was Yannick Weber and someone else. But um, you know they they still have you like I said they still have Matias at home, Roman Yossi. Um, they still have. Um, um, you know, Ryan Ellis is still there. Um, Yannick Weber. I was trying to think of out who else was on the defense. Uh, but, you know, yeah, they still have some really, really good defensemen. But the thing with the Predators this year has just been that their goaltending has just been putridly bad. Um, I think it's one of the worst marks in the league. I think their um, even strength save percentage is below 900, which is uh, – that's not going to win you many games. Uh, Pecorino and UC Soros – um, I believe have been sub 900 this season, and Soros has usually been pretty good throughout his career, but not this year. Pecorino, he's 37. Um, you know, he's getting up there in age, so you know, could this be the start of the decline? Potentially, but he still has a few more years left on that contract. So you know, good luck with that going forward, Nashville, because that's just not good. But um, the Penguins, like I said, they were able to blow Nashville right out of the building um, in the game in the uh, the first game. Uh, like I said, the the five two win. Um, 
Uh, Dominic Simone, folks, was actually able to score. You know, of all the chances Dominic Simone has created this season, all the ones that have clanged off the pipe, the crossbar, have been miraculously saved by the goaltender. This harmless-looking shot goes in. Goal scoring at times, folks, is random. You really can't predict it. Of course, that shot would go in for Dominic Simone, like I said, even though he had plenty of other much better chances that have somehow been saved by the goaltender or claimed off the pipe. So good to see Dominic Simone finally get rewarded for his good play this year. Um, he's just been so snake bent as a goal scorer. Goal scoring is hard in this league. Some players are streaky at it, but you know what? It's whatever. Also, uh, Brian Rust added a goal. Um, Ho-hum for him. He added two more in the game on Saturday night. I believe that now puts him at 16 goals in 24 games this season. I think it's... Um, is I can double-check that real quick. Um, Brian Rust. Um, the fact that I don't have that written down is pretty sad. I was trying to memorize it, folks. Yeah, so yeah, 16 goals in 24 games. That's 30 points in 24 games. Um, Brian Rust, he's not going to be shooting at this clip for the rest of the season, but I mean, this is just... It's unbelievable what he keeps doing, folks. Like, I just... I don't understand... Um, how he keeps doing this and how his shooting percentage is this high. But you know what? You just take it as long as he keeps doing it. You know, he's on pace right now to easily eclipse 30 goals this season. It would not surprise me if he did. Hell, he's on pace for a 55. I think Dom of the Athletics said he's on pace for over 50 goals this season and 100 points, um, <clears throat> which is pretty crazy. Excuse me. But um, he may even go to the All-Star game. Who knows? <laughs> There's a number of Penguins you could probably uh, take to the uh, All-Star All -Star game. Um, but anyways, going back to the game, um, Yuso Rikula got a goal. I think that was his first goal of the season. Um, good to see Yuso Rikula get on the board. It was like a nice, uh, wraparound kind of, it just jammed it in. Also had an assist. Um, Teddy Bluger had a goal. You know, good to see Teddy Bluger get rewarded. Um, he hasn't really been scoring a lot lately. He's mostly been used as like a part of the checking line. You know, create some off, um, create some, um, <clears throat> some good shifts in the offensive zone. You don't really expect him to score that much, but, um, you know, good to see him get on the board. And also, folks, Alex Galchenyuk. And this also goes for both of the games. Um, could this be a little bit of turning the corner for Alex Galchenyuk? What remains to be seen. I'm still a little bit skeptical, but still. Um, two goals in as many games. He has not done that this season. Um, he was able to score. Go. Um, he went to the net in the first game, in the 5-2 game. You know, really, really nice to see. You know, go to the net. You get rewarded with the goal. Just slammed it home. So it's another goal for Alex Galchenyuk. And that was after um, Rob Rossi actually wrote a piece about Galchenyuk. Um, after the game, basically saying, like, yeah, I mean, if he keeps this up, you know, the Penguins could, they're going to have some very, very tough decisions. But also Tristan Jari, um, again, Status is quo with him. You know, he was 938 save percentage in that game. 30 saves on 32 shots. Um, he's still playing like one of the best goaltenders in the league so far this season. Got to keep giving him starts. You know, um, I'd like to see Matt Murray get some starts when he's not on a back-to-back. -back, but um, as long as Tristan Jari keeps going 930, 940, um, he's, he's going to keep getting starts, everyone. That's basically... Um, how it is. Um, did I miss anyone from this game that played pretty well? Jerry McCann uh, played good. Uh, John Marino. I thought of Genny Malkin. It was pretty interesting. Um, I think he took a lot. He's been very disciplined this season, not taking a lot of penalties. I think he had like over six penalty minutes in the game in Nashville. Um, him and Matthias Ekholm were going at it. Genny um, Malkin had some uh, choice words for Ekholm, I think, by basically calling him a um, effing loser. Um, I don't want to... Uh, say that word on this podcast, even though I easily, easily could. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, you know, good for the Penguins to get that win, to start off the home-and-home. And, yeah, Aston Reese also had an assist. Um, Gensel had an assist. Cahoon had an assist. Um, Gensel, I think, his assist, on, it was on um, one of the goals. Uh, 
I'm trying to forget or remember which goal it was. He had just this gorgeous pass right to the front of the net, and it was just tapped home. Um, just really, really nice to see. I think it was by um, I think it was Bluger that may have um, tapped. I think it was Teddy Bluger that actually got the goal on Gansel's pass. So really, just really, really nice. And yeah, the was able to get that win and then move to the next game, and which of course they won um, six to four. So for this uh, next game, of course, the Penguins were able to win 6-4. to They started blowing the doors off the Predators uh, very, very quick into the game. I think it was, like I said, it was like 2 nothing basically. Uh, not even a minute into this game, uh, the Penguins were just um, they were just going off on, on the, the, the Predators early in this game. Uh, Brian Russ, like I said, it's just it's crazy just how good this player has been. I, already, I said in the last segment, like I said, 16 goals, 24 games. I don't really know what else to say. Um, he had a goal to help open up the two nothing lead. Chris Letang helped make it three nothing with a rocket on the power play. But but you know his turnovers, his bad defensive play. Well, you know I, I'll I'll accept the turnover or two a couple times before. Um, you know even though he can, he, ugh, I'm like losing my words here. You know I'll accept a bad play or two from him when he can rocket the puck like that from the point. And oh by the way, he has ten goals already. We're not even almost halfway through the season, and his career high is sixteen goals for his career. So there's actually a pretty good chance that he may shatter that if um, he stays healthy, which I think might be a good bet considering he's been playing really, really good as of late. Um, Dominic Cahoon also, I think he was one of the guys that um, uh, also opened up the three, nothing lead. Oh, wow. Uh, What a player um, folks. Dominic Cahoon has become, Uh, this is, I think going to go down. I tweeted this during the game. Uh, I was watching it kind of since I was had my uh, my grandparents' 50th anniversary party was going on, so I was kind of checking uh, back and forth on it. But I tweeted this during the game. Um, this is going to go down as one of Jim Rutherford's five to ten best trades as Penguins GM. I know he's had a really rough year and a half uh, since Tom Wilson got in his head, but you know it's almost as if guys, when you go back to something that worked for two Stanley Cups. It starts working again, and now the Penguins are top five in the league in points. They're basically second place in the Metropolitan Division. If the playoffs started today, um, would they have home? I think they would have home ice in the yeah. They would have home ice in the first round. Actually, well, the Islanders actually won last night, so of course I didn't check the standings. That's what I get. That's not, well, that's what I honestly get for not checking the standings. They beat the Wild last night three to one. So, but still, with a win tonight, the Penguins will be. Second place in the Metropolitan Division. They're only one point behind the Islanders. So you know, uh, you know, it almost is almost as if you're, when you're top five, when you're a top five team in the league, um, you, you go back to something that works. Like I said, you get to be a top five team in the league. Wow, it's not rocket science. Dominic Cahoon has been very, very good. Um, he's been the player lately that they know they what they got. Um, in the trade for Olimata, I still cannot believe Stan Bowman even has a job after making that trade. That was a really stupid trade by him. I don't know. Um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, folks, what they missed in Cahoon, but um, he's definitely making his presence felt here um, with it. Also, um, guys, Alex Galchenyuk, um, I, I talked about it earlier, another goal, Another. this was another really, really good game from him. So that's two games in a row, and he also had an assist. So is Alex Galchenyuk starting to find his game, like I said earlier? Remains to be seen. We'll, we'll see how he plays tonight. I will be going to the game tonight against the Ottawa Senators, so if anyone... Um, is going to be there. Please let me know. Please tweet at me. Maybe we can uh, meet up for whatever to say hello. Um, Lisa Rico had a couple assists. Jake Gensel, like I said, added the goal to make it to win the game at the end, 5-4. I think that's his 19th goal of the season, so he's almost on 20, and he's been without Sidney Crosby for almost all the season. Um, Ho-hum for Jake Gensel. Went to the net. That was kind of a weird-looking play. Um, if you look back on it, it was looking like it was 
inconclusive whether the puck crossed the line, but then I saw an angle it looked like from the crossbar behind the net that the puck did fully cross the line, but I'm still not really sure. Um, you know, national fans are going to be mad online about it anyway, and, you know, resort back to the, you know, oh, they got the way with the intent to blow in game six. You know what? Get over it. Get over it. You probably not, you may not even win the game if that doesn't happen, but, uh, uh, Matt, um, well, well, we can talk about Matt Murray pretty soon, but Evgeny Malkin added three assists for his own much better game than his game in Nashville. Um, he's playing at a really, really good place right now. I think he's probably going to go to the All Star game, honestly. If I'm, you know, if I'm not really, um, if I'm not mistaken, I, mean, I think he'll probably at least be one of the um, players that goes. But um, oh, folks, let's just get to the Matt Murray talk. Um, I know, but and, you know, when you look at the stat line and you see like, his stat line, you know, 44 saves on 48 shots, 917 save percentage. Oh, hey, that's really good. And, you know, for the most part, it was. But, you know, his first period I thought was really good. It, it, the biggest thing I thought was with Matt Murray, his second goal, you cannot give that up. That's an easily savable puck. You cannot let that get past you. Go off your stomach, whatever, go in. That's a bad goal to allow on Craig Smith. Um, and then the third goal, I mean, whatever. And then the fourth goal was just awful defense. And then the goal with Lau was just kind of meh. Um, the Penguins were just honestly getting uh, crushed the final two periods. Um, you could really tell that they were playing on a back-to-back at that point because they were certain almost 50 shots, which the Penguins um, rarely ever do. Though the, the Predators have been really good um, offensively at generating um, this year, I think. But like I said, the Penguins, you know, they really don't ever really give up that many chances in the game. They've been one of the NHL's best stingiest teams defensively. But, I mean, I think this might be... Um, a little bit of a stepping stone for Matt Murray. Just just a little bit. You know, we're not talking, you know, I mean, I know he gave up four goals, but, you know, in the third period, he made some really, really nice saves to help the Penguins keep going. The Penguins were not finding their game um, until after the Predators tie where the Penguins actually said, oh, oh, shit. Like, we actually needed to get our heads out of our asses and actually just keep, uh, play. And that's what they did. They actually started getting some chances, tilting the ice, and then they got the power play at the end of the game, and then Jake Gensel made them pay. And one five to four before Brian Rusmate had the empty net goal to make it um six to four. So um, it, it's it, it's a bit of a stepping stone, like I said, for Murray. I know uh, it, it, a couple of the goals he gave up were not so good, but still nine seventeen save percentage. He got the win. That can always help a goalie. Um, I'm not really sure when his next start is going to be. I doubt it would be against Ottawa, though. Um, you really could make the case that he could play against the Senators, considering that the Senators have been really really bad this season. They're one of the league's worst teams. Um, and it's also not on a back-to-back. I could see the argument for it. You just got to get him more playing time. But it's just the thing with Ada is, you know, Tristan Jari's playing really, really well right now. And then when he's playing really well and you have the hot goalie, you're just going to keep riding him until the wheels fall off. And, you know, I could see, like I said, I could see the argument for starting Murray tonight. I could very well do, see Sullivan doing it. But I think he's going to go to Jari. Maybe you could start him against the Sharks um, if later this week, considering the Sharks are basically almost cooked right now. Um, too. But still, two really good wins for the Penguins. They're one point out of second place. You know, I, the fact that I did not check the standings um, before this um, podcast, you know, I just I just don't really check the standings like before March. I, I, don't, I don't know why. I, I check them sometimes, but um, I usually only see like screenshots of um, them. And, I, and also, I totally forgot that the Islanders um, played yesterday, but they did beat the Wilds. The Penguins, um, 50 points right now. Um, 23, 23 wins, just, you know, ho-hum at this point with the Penguins. That's nine um, out of 11 games. Uh, I, I just can't believe, you know, Mike Sullivan for Jack Adams right now is basically what I would be saying, folks. Um, that's really um, all I can say about that. Just a great home-and-home, home, great effort, great to get the two wins. And they'll be back in action tonight um, against the Ottawa Senators. 
So I'm um, obviously, like I said earlier, you know, I will be at this game tonight. I'm really excited to go. I'm with my girlfriend who is getting me tickets. Um, the only thing, bad thing about that is that um, my girlfriend is a Capitals fan. So that's going to be fun to see her wear a, I think she said she wants to wear a Capitals hat to the game. I just don't really want her to do that because it would just make me feel a little embarrassed. But you know what, whatever. Um, well, maybe at times I could just be like, yeah, I don't know this person, but all right, back to, uh, back to, um, the topic at hand, which is the, uh, the Penguins and the Senators. I believe this will be the first ever, the first meeting of the season tonight, um, between the Senators and the Penguins. And for the Senators, um, really this year, guys, um, Anthony Duclair has had a hell, and I mean a hell of a season, um, so far. Um, he has 21 goals, 31 points in 39 games. Um, he's gonna he's gonna be a nice uh, trade acquisition, I think, for uh, a team this year. He, they kind of, the Senators kind of took a flyer on him, and uh, he's been damn good. Uh, Jean Gabriel Pajot, same thing, 18 goals, 29 points, 39 games. Um, he's been absolutely outstanding. I think those two those two players are definitely gonna be uh, the two players that um, teams will have a lot of interest in for the Senators that they're going to want to maybe give up some assets to try to get them. Um, I think they'll probably get traded though closer to the deadline. They've been really good on um, Brady Kachuk has 13 goals. And then after that, it kind of just dries up a bit. You have Connor Brown. Tomas Shabbat is really good. He's going to be, a, he's an Ottawa Senators new franchise defenseman, 23 points, 39 games. Um, he's very, very, very good. He's going to be very good for a long time. He's on a very nice contract. Um, they also have Tyler Ennis this year. He has 10 goals. He actually has 10 goals this year. So, you know, it kind of dries up a little bit after Duclair, Peugeot, and Kachuk. You know, though Tyler Ennis has been pretty good. But um, but also the uh, the Senators' goaltending this season has just been um, uh, pretty bad, though. Um, the Senators are also coming off a game last night. Um, they played last night. It looks like they, uh, they played on um, the New Jersey. They lost 4-3 to in overtime. So they may not have a lot of their legs. This is a game that the Penguins, they should be able to win considering the Senators are on a back-to-back. Um, the Penguins are being really coming in rested. And this was also the Senators' first game after the Christmas break. Um, and the Penguins, I don't think they're going to see Craig Anderson tonight. He got the start last night, giving up um, four goals in the overtime. Um, um, I think their, their other goalie is Anders Nielsen. Yeah, Anders Nielsen. Um, we'll be playing, uh, I think tonight, um, actually, actually, no, actually, no, my, my mistake, actually, it was announced by on the, all the, I was looking at the Ottawa Senators, uh, Twitter right now, apparently, um, it is not Nielsen tonight, um, it will be the young goalie, um, Marcus Hogberg, um, I've never heard that name, I don't know who he is, um, he's, but he, he has allowed four goals in each of his last three starts, I can actually look up his numbers, um, right now to see it, I didn't, I, I, I thought it was, um, Nielsen that we get to start tonight, but that's uh, my mistake um, on that. So right now, this season, so for Hogberg, um, he really only has five games played, four games started. He's one and one, two overtime losses. Um, his goals against that is three, allowing basically three goals a game. His save percentage is nine oh three. Um, he's really only appeared in nine NHL games though, so this is really short sample size. He's only twenty five. 895 save percentage overall, but so, you know, you know, but this is, you know, I, a lot of people from Penn's Twitter um, have tweeted this all the time about young goalies, you know, even though he's played really bad this season, you could expect this young goalie to get a shutout against the Penguins or just, you know, allow only one goal. And it's, it's really funny to just, you know, just see that. But, um, yeah, I, I did not know that, but, um, I think, um, based off last night's game, I'm actually looking at, um, I clicked the link uh, for Pennsburg. Um, Pennsburg also has always has really good game previews. Um, what they tweet out the lines from last night's game. Brady Kachuk with John Gabriel Pajot and Connor Brown. Of course, they got Connor Brown in the trade for Toronto. Tyler Ennis with Chris Tierney and Anthony Duclair. 
I totally forgot that the Senators had had Nemestikov and Artem Anisimov. Colin White is, of course, there. And then their fourth line is full of three people that I do not know who they are. Their defense, Mark Borietsky. You always have to watch out for Borietsky. He, he can, he's had a history of some borderline dirty hits. Uh, Thomas Shabbat, Cody uh, Goglobev. I don't even know who that is. Eric Brandst- Brandstrom. Christian Jaros. Um, um, I don't really know a lot of their um, uh, defensemen and all that. But still, this is a game that the Penguins should be able to win tonight. Um, the Senators are not really good, though. They have played... A little bit better as of late. That is, I'm looking right now at their recent games. Um, going back their last, okay, their last 11 games, uh, five and two and four. So you know they're getting points uh, in um, in nine of their last 11 games. So still, that's progress for the Senators. You know they're not as bad as they were last year. They're, they're 16 and eight and five, 16 and 18 and five. Last year they were way worse. They're still seventh place in the Atlantic Division. They're rebuilding. So um, yeah, this should this should be a fun game um, for those. Um, outside of Pittsburgh, that you guys can watch this game. For those listening to the podcast, I'd like to let you know the game is will be on NHL Network tonight, which means um, it'll pro- they'll probably be showing the AT&T Sports Night feed, so you'll get to hear um, uh, the Penguins feed uh, for the game. You won't get to hear the TSN feed, I don't think. And then, of course, um, it'll be on TSN in Canada and then AT&T Sports Night for just people um, in Pittsburgh. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins. Um, it was a lot of fun for this one. I think we'll have another one coming tomorrow on New Year's Eve. Uh, probably early um, uh, in the morning. Um, And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon.